Carl. Yes, Denny. Are the Seattle Seahawks legitimate Super Bowl contenders? I believe so. I think it's going to be an easy walk straight to the Super Bowl. Is Geno Smith the greatest quarterback of all time? Of all time. I think he surpassed Tom Brady this week. Would you like me to be sarcastic next or or serious? Let's be serious. Okay. His numbers are actually decent. People say talk a lot of shit about him, but his numbers are not bad at all. Like his completion percentage is over 70%. Like last couple games, I'm pretty sure. So for this season, he's at the highest completion percentage through four games, I believe, ever. It's like 78%. Go for him. First of all, my first comment is who gives a fuck, right? You can complete 120% of your passes. If you lose football games, it literally doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Doesn't Hold on. What do you think Jerry Rice is drinking there? Do you see that? A little he bit had of... like a whiskey glass, but it looked like like hot, like steaming. Is he drinking like... Oh, tea? No. Ice? Is that iced tea? What is that? It's like a warm one. <laughs> I don't know. That was a little weird brown. That was, that was weird, very right? brown, right? Yeah. There was no gold in that. I don't know. <laughs> I guess having like a warm green juice on the bench. Okay, so wanna, I like to write down comments in my or notes in my phone as we as I watch the game on Sundays, and one of the comments was, "Why do the commentators keep talking about completion percentage? Who cares?" Yeah, it's cool if you're four and zero and you have the best completion percentage of all time. Sure, talk yeah. about that. Yeah, but they're two and two, and at times they've looked very bad. And this week they played the worst defense in the league. That's and they played an offense whose best two players are injured. Correct. Yeah. So, like, if they lost that game, it's alarming. But the completion percentage thing, I just don't get. Can, do you have any explanation of why this is important? Because it's just a solid number that they can talk about, and it's just something to talk associate about. with them. Yeah. But like, do we know what Josh Allen's completion his percentage is? Completion percentage? No, right? Not really. No one it doesn't matter because he's the top three That's quarterback a, in the league, and he's three and one. You're right. So this is the one thing I guess they think Geno's doing well, so they want to talk right? about it. Like, you say Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. <clears throat> Has anyone ever talked about his completion percentage? I've never heard anything. Exactly. No. It's all about championships. This is my thing, right? That's what it Just is. Just win. Yeah. Who cares? I'd rather the Seahawks before now and um, what's his name? Geno Smith's per completion percentage be 25% Absolutely. and 78. Yeah. Winning beats everything. And that, yeah. But in seriousness, when you look at his, oh, ESPN fucked with me here. They brought up the game from last year. <laughs> January 2022. Weird. Um, when you look at his numbers this week, yeah. he was like, 23 for 28, over 300 yards, yeah. two touchdowns, and yeah. a rushing touchdown. Yeah, zero interceptions. That's a really good stat line. Mm -hmm. So yes. this was by far, in my opinion, by far Geno Smith's best game of the year. Yeah, His I agree. completion percentage wasn't as it was in the first couple games. It was like 73% instead of <laughs> 79, which is irrelevant. But that I thought that was his best... Uh, Best game to date against mm -hmm. the worst defense in the league. So what do you take away from that? Um, the Detroit defense is terrible. They but were not good. The one thing I'd have to say is the, the O-line played very well this game, and it gave Geno Smith a lot more looks. He was using his tight ends more, 
which we wanted and we talked about last week too. And uh, he made Metcalf look like a beast, which is fucking really, really good to see. Metcalf easily had his best game of the year. What, seven receptions, 149 yards. But what I like even more is he didn't do anything dumb. <laughs> no, he's like, he's like, Geno Smith is probably the least flashiest player, right? Probably, he's so safe. He's not going to force anything really. And if he, if he has time, he makes good decisions, which is like the most important thing. Come on. The Viagra commercial. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> no, but if he's not rushing his time, he's a good quarterback. He still has not proven that he can throw the ball down the field. No. No. He had Tyler Lockett wide open in the, I can't remember if it was the first or second quarter, and missed him. And it's one of those ones where Tyler has three or four yards. So even if it's underthrown a yard or two, there's some gift. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. But he overthrew him. And it, those are what Seahawks fans are not used to seeing because Russ was pretty Russ good. Russ was at good that. with that. Yes, he was. I agree with that. So if there's one area that could get Geno into like a le- legitimate NFL starter, is he needs to be able to figure out how to throw the ball down the field. Do you think he has a chance to figure it out? Or do you think he'll always I mean, struggle? he's going to get lots of reps this year. He so is he's going to get lots gonna of reps. Chance. Yeah. I mean, he's putting he has better numbers this year than Russell Wilson right now. Oh, way better. Way better. It's not even close. Yeah. I'd say if you were to look around the league, would you say Russ is the biggest disappointment throughout the first four weeks of the year? Yeah. Or would you say the Denver Broncos are or Russell the, Wilson is? What other team? Maybe the Raiders, but the Raiders just beat the Denver Broncos. So, yeah. Because, I mean, Russ, they paid $200 million for this guy. He ain't doing shit. And people were saying that the Broncos are Super Bowl contenders. They're one and three. Their defense. Are they one maybe? and three? No, they're two and two. Two and two. They won two games in a row with like barely. 11 10 was yeah. one game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugly, ugly games. But I mean, it was the first time that Russ broke 20 points this year. And it still wasn't very pretty offensive. offensively. In the first quarter, they looked a little better. And I think their first drive was like. Quick down the field, seventy yard drive for a touchdown, mm-hmm. and I message some of my friends and be like, "Is this the Russell Wilson breakout week? Like, is this when he starts showing up?" And then it just kind of went flat again, and they had like a weird, mediocre second half and lost. So the only this is kind of crazy, actually. I've never seen an NFL year where going into Week Four there was only one team that hadn't won a game. Crazy, eh? Isn't that crazy? I'm- Through three weeks. Mm-hmm. Is there 32 teams? Yeah. So 31 teams had won a game through three weeks. And the team that hasn't won a game is not that bad. It's just people, tough, but, such a tough schedule, right? People coming into the uh, into the season were talking about them being like legitimate AFC contenders. I know. I know. And their own three. The only other three team in the league. Everyone's a contender apparently this year in the NFL. Dude. Teams that we did not think were going to be on the radar. We've got... The Eagles at 4-0. Props to the Eagles and what they've done. We have... Hold on. Do you think they're actually a good team? Have you watched much of their football? I think they're a good team. If Jalen Hurts keeps it together, they're a good team because their defense is incredible. So, but then we have the Jacksonville Jaguars who are 2-2, and mm-hmm. but played the Eagles really close who apparently is the best team in the league now. Apparently, I think the Jags are a lot better than people think they are. Their their lines have gotten so much better, and Trevor Lawrence is is, is nice. 
sunshine might be nice this year. And then probably the best but also ugliest game of the week was the Buffalo um in Baltimore, Baltimore game. Yeah, 23 to 20. Bills what a won. weird, weird game. Did you it was on at the same time as the Seahawks game, so I was kind of like in commercial breaks trying to get updates. Yeah. But the Raiders started up 20 to 3. Mm-hmm. Ravens. The Ravens. Mm-hmm. Who did I say? What did Raiders. I say? Oh no. Ravens. Ravens started 20 to 3. And then Buffalo came back and won a weird ugly football game 23 to yeah. 20. They just dropped 20 unanswered points against them. Nobody really played that good though. Nope. Lamar Jackson. Lamar had two special. picks. Yeah, nothing special. Which is kind of scary for him to see that against a good team, right? Josh Allen, I remember going flick into the game in the first quarter and he started like two for 11 or something like that Damn. passing. He finished 19 for 36, which okay. is not great. No. One pick, one uh, one touchdown, one pick. No Geno Smith numbers. No. Dude, that, it's <laughs> definitely not 78% completion. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's The NFL is so cool. We say this all the time, but the NFL is so cool because you literally have no fucking clue what's going to happen every week. I know. No clue. I feel like this year there's a lot more superstars, a lot more first and second year players that are making a like a much bigger impact than like years previous, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Lions, like they're okay, but they're missing. Like you said, they're missing their top two guys, which are both second year players. I'm pretty sure. A lot of good young guys, man. One of those young guys' name is Sertan. Know him? I always bug Mike Bell because he yeah. uh, he really loves the Rams for some reason. Okay, I think he just loves he for some reason he has a really big thing about Stafford, and I don't get it because he hasn't really proven to be that good no but along with Stafford came Jordan uh no Jalen Ramsey who is one of the best corners in the league and I messaged him this week and said Sertan is uh as good or better than or do you think Sertan is better than Ramsey and his reply was he is really good at football it's hard to say man yeah he's uh is he on the Broncos he was in the night game yesterday. So yeah, it must have been, right? I think he's the, in the Broncos. He's very, very, very good. Oh yeah, he is. Because he was... Uh, Metcalf like, didn't exist in week one against the Broncos because Sertan, Sertan was like one-on-one with him the whole game. You know, it's interesting to hear... Um, I think I screenshot this. Let me see. Did I? Did I? Did I? Did I? Did I? No, apparently not. Definitely thought I did. Yesterday, um, Richard Sherman, after yeah. the game, yeah, uh, made some comment on Twitter about uh, Tariq Woolen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah saying uh, Pete Carroll's found another one. And he's talking about, like, big athletic corners who are going to be legit. Like, obviously, Richard Sherman was one of the best in the league for a while. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he, Richard, this is coming from Sherman, saying that Woolen is going to be one of the best DBs in the league for a while. Well, that's that's fucking really nice to hear because Kobe Bryant is unplayable. 
He's so it's bad. It's so bad. But it was good to see also Sidney Jones this week, eh? He was out there for a little bit. This is his first game back from injury. Mm-hmm. He had a decent year last year. He's still not like he hasn't shown no brilliance. No. When Richard Sherman was on the field, it was unbelievable how people just avoided his side of the field. Yeah. You and then when he down. threw it to him, yeah. he knocked it down. And then he told the entire stadium that he knocked it down, right? Yeah. Like he was a very intimidating human on the field. And so people just didn't throw at him anymore. And if you if you can leave a guy on a one-on-one island and only focus on the other 70% of the field, how valuable is that for uh, like the safeties, right? Well, dude, it just makes the defense like worry about so much less of the field, right? If you know that you don't... As a free safety, you know yes. that you don't have to worry about one half of the field. So now you're your cheating over, so right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Does a guy like that make someone like Cam Chancellor and someone like Earl Thomas way better because they don't they can cheat? Yeah, and there has to be a factor. I don't think those guys have careers that they have without each other. Like you put those guys on a random team, they'll get their stats, they'll get whatever, but they won't, I guess, work together and do everything like they did. That was such a fun era of Seahawks football, eh? Bro, it was the greatest secondary of all time, man. Three years in a row, like, I think they had the best events in the league. Like, that is insane. But, like, yeah, like, you're, if your free, free safety can trust the CB completely, it gives him so much more freedom to be more aggressive and make more reads, right? 100%, man. Or if you're fucking, if you have to babysit some first year, it changes the game plan completely. 100%. And that's what the secondary has been basically doing for the last five or six years so talking about defense it is it is um very discouraging watching us win a football game 48 45 i can't believe that score (laughs) i can't believe it the over under was like 44 or something because both teams have i mean like i guess that would have been a good over bet but both teams have poor poor defenses oh the worst Probably we saw the top, bottom four or five te- defenses in the league. Is Detroit the worst? They, yeah, they're bad. They is, are bad. Is Seattle bottom five? I think so. I think they're both the bottom <laughs> five. I mean, you don't draw 40 plus points on each other, right? If your defense is good, that does not happen. Especially like they're missing guys, man. Like if Seattle would have given up 50 plus if they had, you know, their starting running back and their best what's, wide receiver. What's their quarterback's name again? Goff, isn't it? Goff, yeah, yeah. Goff put up 45. And DeAndre Swift is their second year back who wasn't there. And then their St. Brown, the crazy wide receiver, was having a breakout year. Right. Goff had 378 yards, four touchdowns. Honestly, comparatively to last year, that's not that big a line. How many games did we see last year where QBs were putting up 400 yards? Dude, so many. The season started off so crazy. No one was playing any defense. (laughs) No defense at all. We were talking about that coming out of COVID, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Having a short, I think, because they shortened the uh, the preseason last year. Yeah, and so who we were talking about who gets affected more offense or defense? Mm-hmm. Defense for sure. Defense is more of a unit. Yes. Whereas offense has like a few different groups, like the O line works together. Yeah. But that's five guys, not eleven. Correct. Whereas yeah. the off, the defense needs to be all on the same page, or else you get screwed. Where you get blown coverages like you see with the Seahawks every weekend. Oh, I got to say, Cody Barton sucks at fucking coverage. Barton? Like, yeah. Every single week, tight ends have huge games against us. Hawkinson killed us this week because 
we don't have a linebacker that can cover any tight end. And it's really hurting us. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I just I just think as a group, they're just not that good. No. No. Jordan Brooks seems to be pretty good. But yep. Barton, I don't know. He seems like a a backup. Yep. They just don't have anybody else. No. And so he's now starting and uh, tries really hard. You can try as hard as you want, man. If you're losing your guy, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Who's the other guy? We don't even know the third Cope. linebacker's name. Oh, I don't even know. Jordan Brooks, Cody, uh, Boy, Mafe? I don't no. know what the fuck that is. Mafe is uh, D-line. I honestly, I, I don't know. No one's showing up here on the staff, so, so maybe we don't. Maybe that's the issue. Brooks, Quandre Dix had seven tackles. Uh, Barton. Uh, yeah, Wosu is a D end. Jefferson is a uh, safety. Jones is a safety. Neil's a safety. I think. I don't know. Nuosu is the only one who's been a kind of a bright spot for the defense. It was a he's been wonderful pickup by the Seahawks. He's been up and down though. Last game he missed a big, 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 big play, but this this week he had a big uh, fumble recovery, right? Whatever it was, or the, sack, or whatever. The overall tackling on the defense is is almost comical. There's so many plays every week so far through four weeks where. There are easy opportunities to tackle for a loss, and they turn into massive plays. Yeah, because they just get like pushed off. I don't know if it is just poor players, or just physically not gifted enough. I don't get it. I don't. I don't know. Tackling the best athletes in the world probably is pretty hard. Mm -hmm. But you're in the NFL. That's your job, right? <laughs> You got there because you know how to do that. And now you just say it looks like everyone forgot. Watching, uh, I don't know. Do you think the offense is capable of putting up a lot of points for them to win games this year? Good news is we we are going to New Orleans, who doesn't have a quarterback. And they're one in... Are they one and three? I think they're they, one and three. They lost in Europe this week, yeah. Yeah, they're one and three coming back from Europe. So, I mean, if there's any way that we could get to three and two, it's probably against the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> but it's going to be as the Saints have a much better defense than the Lions. So, but their offense is probably as correct. bad. Yeah. Depends if Kamara, Kamara plays. Michael Thomas is still injured. And Winston is out for the, a while, right? Is he? What happened to him? He hasn't played. He didn't play this week. Oh, I didn't, I didn't. So who's their fucking quarterback? Dalton. Really? Andy Dalton, I think, started this week. Oh, shit. Uh, week five. I think this might be a good test for us then. They're coming off a loss to the Vikings, right? They got a solid defense. Their offense is struggling. So we'll see if we can put up points. And Andy Dalton. Mark defense. Ingram had a big week last. Oh, no, he uh, Andy Dalton is their quarterback. Dude, these quarterbacks just stick around, eh? 
This is how bad the Seattle Seahawks are this year. They're two and two. The New Orleans Saints don't have a quarterback and one and three. And the New Orleans Saints are currently favored by four points. <laughs> the huh. over under is 44 and a half. But New Orleans has a good D, right? Better D. Yeah, yeah. Not the best D in the league, but it's going to be better. I think that's a good over bet. Yeah. Over 44. I think so too. Indoor stadium. I like it. There were some weird rain games this week, eh? Just pouring, eh? Just ugly out there. One of them was, uh, I think it was the Bills game, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. It was so windy and rainy and gross. It's the fall games, man, in places like Baltimore, New England and stuff. Just wait. Wait for Green Bay in a couple weeks. That's going to be fun. Uh, Well... A lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of ups and downs. It's hard to uh, be too excited. To be totally honest, I mean, the like, game, the coming, game. In, coming into the game, we had three offensive points in the first, in the second half. Yeah, so it was nice to see them score points in the second half. Yes, yes. It was nice to see the offense look pretty good again yep. against a bad defense, but still, we'll take what we can get here. No, the O line gave up zero sacks. And 235 yards of rushing. Brashad Penny, man, props to him. 17 carries, 151 yards, two DDs. Let's go. There was two really, really important plays. One was on fourth down that he scored a touchdown. Mm -hmm. That was like 50 yards. And then the next one was like third and six and also broke it for a touchdown. And if those... One of those two doesn't go through, they lose that football game. Isn't that so crazy? Like, we're running on third and six and four, whatever, right? Like, this play calling is still so weird. But yeah, props to Rashad for getting us out of there. I think, like, once I, I mentioned this earlier too, like, I think the O line stepped up and played pretty well this week. I know the Detroit defensive line is probably the worst in the league, but you see how things change when you have a couple half second, one second in the backfield, eh? It changes everything. D linemen are the most underappreciated humans on the planet. Mm-hmm. One good D lineman changes the entire football game. It makes everyone else's job on the defense easier because they don't have to cover for as long. Or at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where, where do we need to invest money then for next year? Our coverage, man. Our DBs and our, our linebackers. Not D-line? How do you feel? I mean, we're not getting much sacks this year, but I'd most rather... most important person on the defense is a D-end. Yeah, yeah. Second most important is probably a D-tackle. Third most important is probably a lockdown corner. Mm-hmm. Fourth most important is probably a middle linebacker. You think a tackle is more important than a corner? Well, we just talked about, man, like... If they, if an opposing team has a tough time running the ball because the big tackle is is plugging up gaps every single play, yeah, it changes the running game for sure. They have to throw, and if they're if they have to throw or throw more often, if you have good pass rushers, and they only have two and a half seconds to throw instead of three and a half seconds to throw, mm-hmm. it makes such a big difference. Yep, 
Oh, I have to agree. The lockdown corner, even in a lockdown corner, cannot cover the best receivers in the league for seven seconds, right? No. But if he only has to cover him for two seconds, then he is a superstar. Yep. Makes his job much easier. So, what you think the Seahawks need to invest in a good T D end? That'd be number one. I think they have a couple guys that are decent, but if they had any team could say this. You had one one like world class D end, it changes the entire defense. Yeah. Now you're like look at Quandre Diggs, for example, right? Like his job right now is to come up and play defense on runs, read when they're going to play action and drop into coverage, and then on passing downs be the safety who's supposed to cover all four receivers. Like it's a tough job. Totally. What's he supposed to do? He's not in a position where he can actually be really good at football right now because he's trying to do so many things. And then you got to babysit, right? The, the slower, weaker guys. Totally. Yeah. The corners are so bad. Yeah. I mean, apparently Woolen has a lot of upside potential, but and he had a pretty sweet pick six this week that mm-hmm. very, very, very helped, much helped them get a W. But I, uh, I just, I think the good players on defense, their job is so hard that it's just impossible right now because there aren't enough pieces. Mm-hmm. I agree. And like you said, they're not working together well as a unit, right? So there's just gaps and holes that people aren't filling or people are not where they're supposed to be. And then just giving up the big plays, man. Like back-to-back big plays just fucking kills all your momentum. The tackling is the worst I've ever seen. I've never seen this many <laughs> shitty big plays. Yeah, yeah. Nothing special. And they go for 40, 50 yards. So needless to say, we're very, very optimistic about <laughs> our Super Bowl chances. Super Bowl, yeah, yeah. Just without a defense is hard, man. We talked about it last week, too. Defenses, defense, defense. There's no way you're getting to the Super Bowl if if your defense is not top five or six in the league. Yep, because one game your offense doesn't show up and that's you're done. And that's it. You're losing the shootout. There's a lot of weird one-off plays that happen every single week. That if you're on the wrong side of one of those and your defense can't hold you in the game, you lose. Yep. Yeah. Like, example is uh, that Tyler Lockett fumble this week. Man, that's frustrating to watch. It's so frustrating. I know it happens to everyone. Like, uh, who had four fumbles this week? Oh, uh, Trevor Lawrence had four fumbles this week. Four fumbles. I Most know. lost fumbles by one person in a century. Is four, and he just broke that? <laughs> it was three oh, before. No. So oh. he now has the most lost fumbles in one game. Four turnovers <laughs> from one dude is a lot. That's a tough game to win. So oh, it sounds like Jacksonville needs to invest in an offensive line. Who doesn't? I guess. Interesting uh, halftime score here for the Monday night game. 
Jimmy G is rolling against the Rams. The Rams defense doesn't look as good as it used to be. George Kittle having fun. Do they have injuries? Uh, I don't know. They've been giving up a few big plays, man. Like, Can we talk about around the league a little bit? Yes, please. What do you... How do you feel about Tua? I think uh, the Dolphins are in a little bit of trouble. Is he going to be okay? Apparently he's okay. Apparently he's out of the hospital and recovering at home or whatever. Long term, nobody knows. Is he out a few weeks? Like how, what does that do for your status this year? I think it's all up in the air because it depends what the league decides to do with them because they're doing their whole investigation, whatever. Did they hide that first concussion? Was it even a concussion? Was it back problems? I heard they let the uh, neuro analyst doctor guy who assessed him that first week, they, <laughs> they, fired, they him. fired him. Yeah. What does that mean? But if you're paying him, you can probably make him say whatever, right? (laughs) Poor guy's a scapegoat now for their organization. But it's like, fuck, man, it's terrifying to see. Like, he hit his head and like, oh, man. That's the ugly part about football. But there's no way it was a back back problem from that one game. Like, you don't stumble. Your knees don't give out under you from a back problem like that. No chance. And it's like, and this is where it gets sketchy when they're trying to hide it as an organization, right? They're 3-0. Their starting quarterback might have a concussion. And that's, yeah, that's, it might be problems with that. And it sucks, it sucks for Tua too, right? He's playing out of his mind, fucking 3 and 0. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see what the NFL does. What do you think? My opinion is not popular. I think. Guys should be given information and get to decide what they'd like to do. Okay. No, I understand that. Hey, Tua, you had two really bad concussions in a, in four days. If you have one more, you may not be able to walk again. Mm. You might be a vegetable. That's interesting. So it all depends on him if he wants to play, if he wants to risk that. Isn't that life, like making decisions based on information? And a, a, probably a guy like Tua was ready to go. He probably was like ready to play right away right the game of football as it is is very 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 dangerous mm-hmm. at any point your career could be over in one play yeah and we see it all the time so why is the game allowed to happen if dudes aren't allowed to make their own choices i don't know maybe dudes don't make the best choices sometime but they're fucking playing football, man. They are. And it can happen. It's a any vicious moment. game. It is what it is. Every single year. Every single year. Almost every week there's like career ending injuries. Yeah. No, I agree with you. If Tua was informed and he's the one that made the final decision, then I don't think the team should be responsible. But if the team lied to him any any way, then it's a different story. How would the team lie to him though? The downplay the injury? To him? It, the, 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 He'd be like, hey, my head hurts. They'd be like, yeah, is, you got a concussion. I was going to say, like, how can you test for, like, true concussion, right? You don't, it's not like a COVID test and you're positive, right? That's the thing about concussions. That's, yeah. <clears throat> is you don't, you have no, they, they, doctors, they don't know how severe it is. No. And at every, all. Yeah. And everybody's different too. 
Totally. And they give you like these like classes, class one concussion, class two, class four or whatever. But they're just guessing. You're just like waving your finger in front of your eyes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's all a guess. And I think the longevity of those effects is solely, is very, very dependent on an individual. Yeah. Like if me and you get the exact same hit, our brain is going to react differently to it. Oh, yeah. So maybe I'm out for four weeks and you're like totally fine tomorrow. Correct. hundred percent. Yep. But based on his second hit this week, he was not totally fine. <laughs> it was just, just ugly, right? It's just, it's tough to watch that. And it was way worse this week than last week. Yeah. The, the amount of impact his head hit the turf with. Last week was like nothing. Yeah. It didn't he just seem like anything. Back. Yeah. Maybe just hit in a weird spot or whatever. It's just the momentum carried him, but yeah, the two, and it's just unfortunate the way he was tackled this week too. Just kind of grabbed and thrown to the ground head first, right? It's just it's another freak play. You don't see that every week, right? You get two of those back to back, and this is what we get. How many undiagnosed concussions are happen in the NFL every week, though? All of them, I don't even know, 90%, dude, it's probably insane. So many. So many. Because what's the definition of a concussion? I thought it's when your brain contacts your skull. Yeah. But that happens in like every practice, every game. Probably. Like even when we played football, you get headaches after practice all the time. Do you have a concussion? Probably not, but you might. But I wanted to play, so I just didn't tell anyone. Correct. (laughs) That's exactly it. Maybe that's why we're all fucked up now, Carl. <laughs> I've been very fortunate. I've never had one. How many have you had? Uh, I know of three. You know that you've had three. Correct. And all of them from football? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, there's been times in soccer. I don't know. I can't remember a basketball game, but there's been time in soccer games where, like, I've been tackled or, like, ran into someone and my head hit the ground and you, like, like see stars a little bit. So is that a concussion? I don't, I have no clue. Huh. But in in football, at, yeah, at least three. That's Two of them, scary. I like blacked out. You just don't remember where you are, eh? Oh, I remembered where I was, and it was quick. But like, it was after your head hitting the BC Place turf, which is literally just concrete with. It's what? It, yeah. With two centimeters of carpet yeah, on top. It's so crazy. <laughs> but it's the exact same thing that happened to Tua, right? Yeah. He just bounced it off the concrete. It's so innocent looking. Yeah. The first one. Yeah. Yesterday's was pretty bad. Yeah. Yesterday? Different story. Or Thursday. Thursday night. You get thrown to the ground. Yeah. Concussions are scary, man. It's not good. No. And they're not definitive. And that's what makes things tough. Everyone's scared of them, but we can't really diagnose them. At all. No. It seems like. No. Until after the person dies and we test his brain, right? Which is a little late. <laughs> it's interesting. Why can't they test for it beforehand? I don't know. I just, I don't know if they have machines that can just detect brain swelling really without it being invasive. Because when they look at dead guys who have had CTE, yeah. they can see that like half the brain is discolored and like there's, right? Yeah. But they just probably take the top of his head off and just look visually. I just don't know if there's... You can't x-ray for that or something? I don't know. That's a good question. MRI? I don't know. One of those machines? Something's got to work, right? It's 
very depressing podcast, Carl. <laughs> On a lighter note, it wouldn't be a Seahawks social podcast if we did not talk about commentators. Mm. And we mentioned a few things about the uh, <clears throat> Seahawks games, but just, they just this week, uh, yeah, they just say things to say things, right? Yeah. So last night, the Denver game, I think it was a kick returner, and he made a nice move, made a guy miss, and had like a 35-yard kick return or something. Mm -hmm. And the commentator yells out, he's as quick as a hiccup. Yeah. He's probably sitting on that one for a little bit. <laughs> Do you think they're actually writing these things down? Like, I think they have like four what or does five go-tos. I don't know. Nothing. That's the it's, only thing you can come up with? Quick as a hiccup. That's why it works on cable TV, man. There's no content. <laughs> oh, man. There's some bad ones. Uh, New England. Are you impressed that New England played an entire football game without a quarterback and stayed close to the Green Bay Packers? Or do uh, you think Bill Belichick is just that good? I was fucking very impressed. I just think Bill Belichick has a system and you either buy into it or you don't. And if you buy into it, you will see success. But I, that, that Were you impressed really, with the third stringer? Yes, I was. I was What's his name? Hoyer? Freeze? Brian Hoyer was Freezy? it? Freeze. Freeze. Freezy? Frizzy? Frizzy? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. It wasn't Hoyer. Brian Hoyer was an old guy. He was a quarterback like... Are you sure? We gotta yeah. check this out. He's a quarterback like a decade ago. I thought it was some old white guy, bald white guy that was a quarterback. Well, he might have got hurt because there was a rookie that came in after. Man. The Yeah, Brian Hoyer got hurt and then Bailey Zap. 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 We said frizzy. <laughs> <laughs> They're all weird verbs. 23-year-old. They lost in overtime. Yeah. To the Packers. On a field goal, with right? With no quarterback. I thought the Packers honestly were going to blow them up, blow them out. I was Bailey very surprised. Zapp. 10 of 15, 100 yards, one touchdown, 107 yard passer rating. Because usually when a team is on their third string quarterback, it's uh, considered a write off, right? Like, you don't expect it to win. <clears throat> you might as well put your head coach in at quarterback. <laughs> yeah, he probably knows more. Is there any teams that are like. Is this the craziest year you've ever seen in terms of like who's gonna win? Yeah, the Dolphins were undefeated. They lost now to us hurt, so that puts a question mark. But were the Dolphins ever really a Super Bowl contender? No, I think they were a nice surprise at the beginning of the year. I want to know my favorite thing about this basement, Carl. <laughs> Got the fridge, baby. Do you want a brew? No, I'm okay. I'm good. Thank you. Yeah, AFC North, nothing special. The Browns, Bengals, Ravens, Cincinnati still struggling at two and two. After making it to the Super Bowl. They are 2-0 in the last two weeks, though. Hopefully Joe Burrows figures it out. And I think they play Thursday. Do they? Yeah. Do they play this Thursday? They play this coming Thursday, yeah. No, I thought they played last Thursday. Oh, they did? Against uh, Dolphins, oh, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, you're right. Denver and the Colts play this Thursday. Colts 1-2 and two with a tie, which is fucking weird. AFC South, yeah, the Jags are leading. Titans are right behind. What do you think of the Titans? Do you think they're going to be going to get better, or do you think they're are they two and two now? They're two and two now. Derrick Henry has like a couple big weeks back to back. More than ever, I think the league is pretty even this year. Yeah, but I do believe that there are um, a few teams 
that will be that will easily get to the the championship games. Okay. And I think that is the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Uh, I think that is the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Uh, and the Kansas City Chiefs. So I think those three teams will be whoever has to play each other in the AFC semifinal. That'll be fun to watch. So you're writing off the Titans, the Chargers, and the Broncos? Not writing off, but I'm saying Are to me, favorites? those three teams are better than everybody else. I would have to agree with you right now. I don't think the Dolphins are legitimate contenders yet. No. Um, I don't think... I don't know. Maybe the Bengals figure it out and get back there. But like going into the playoffs last year, people didn't think the Bengals were making the Super Bowl. No, that was a surprise. The Chargers have been disappointing. Yep. The Broncos have been disappointing. The Raiders have been very disappointing. Yes. We were coming into this year thinking that was going to be the toughest division of football. Yeah. And now there's only one team that's a like positive. Four record. teams could have made the playoffs. Yeah. And now really just the Chiefs with one loss where they could have easily won that game. <clears throat> um. NFC. Mm-hmm. Eagles are a surprise to me. Dude, they're going to be nice, man. It's going to be Jalen Hurts' breakout year. They got. Surprising. I wasn't expecting it. I didn't think they would. Um, I'd say the Minnesota Vikings favored to win the NFC North currently. Over the Packers, yeah. I think you're, you, you're right. I think the Packers' defense is quite good. Just the off- offensive struggles, right? They'll get better, though. Aaron Rodgers is too good, man. He's still good. Young guys will learn. And then, I mean, the NFC West might be the worst division of football. <laughs> After being a complete powerhouse last year, right? Well, they were a powerhouse for like a decade. Cardinals are disappointing as fuck. Yeah, that is a disappointing start to the year for them. Last year, they started eight 0 Yeah, yeah, yeah. They always have so much hype around them, like surrounding them every year, and they, they never manage to live up to it. I don't know if it's Kingsbury or if it's fucking, what's his face, Murray, or I don't know. Seahawks. And Do you the think Florida there's Rangers. a more high-stress, harder job than being an NFL coach, nope. head coach? Nope. It's like knowing how to play chess with 52 people. How high is that it's, stress, man? The Detroit Lions uh, coach, he's been there a couple years, I think. I can't remember his name. But he looked like he's having a heart attack on the sideline every single time. The, like, he just, it looks like he is fighting for his job every single second of every play mm-hmm. of every week. Dude, That's got to be a terrible position to be in. Terrible. I agree. Terrible. But there's so many guys like that in the NFL. Yeah. The Washington coach, the Carolina coach has got to go. It is atrocious watching the Carolina football or the Carolina Panthers play football right now. They have so many fucking good players too. And it's brutal. It is embarrassing. It's brutal. But then you see like Urban Meyer got fired last year from Jacksonville. Now they're pretty decent. I watched a video. Yeah. And this uh, analyst on one of the NFL shows showed like a quarter of plays. Mm-hmm. for the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. And you could tell, you could predict whether it was going to be a run or 
play action. Yeah. Like that's one of them. Mm-hmm. Run play action or a pass play based on where the running back lined up 100% of the time. <sighs> so predictable. <laughs> eh? On pass plays, the running back lined up even with the quarterback mm-hmm. uh, in shotgun. And on run or options, he lined up one yard behind the quarterback. That's a good ahead. Yeah. 100% of the time. He showed like eight or nine plays in a row. And you could, every single one was predictable. Jeez. That must be fun for the defense. That's eh? so bad, eh? Yeah, no, that's awful. How does no one notice that and say anything? <laughs> I don't know. A buddy on the NFL show picked it up. Oh, fuck. He dropped it? He dropped <sighs> it. Nice throw, Stafford. Yeah, Stafford. Yeah, I don't know what kind of quarterback Matt Stafford is without Cooper Cup, who was the number one undisputed best wide receiver in the league. Who? Cup? No. Oh. He's fucking grabbing everything. He probably has like 15 receptions this game. Oh. But I'm saying Stafford. Saying without him. Yeah, Stafford would look a lot more normal, average, I, I think I would say. I may get this wrong. But I'm pretty sure I heard this. It was first Seahawks game in their entire history where they did not punt the football this this week. Really? Wow. Good for Geno Smith, man. 48 points, man. Holy fuck. That's a lot of points. So every drive finished with a score? Uh, no. Turnover? Turn, Lockett fumbled. Yeah. Did they ever turn over and downs? No. I, no, right? Because on fourth, they, no, they hit everything. That's pretty impressive. Was there only one turnover? Yeah. Uh, Gino didn't have any picks. No, no picks. <clears throat> Maybe just one turnover. Damn, the Lions defense is bad, eh? Oh, that's, my God. That's really bad. Fuck. <clears throat> Anytime you give up 50 points in a game, <laughs> it's not ideal. Yeah, the team's broke 90. Yeah, yeah, dude. I got a question for you. Yes. Are the Dallas Cowboys better with, uh, what's his name? Something Rush. Cooper Rush? Is it Cooper? Cooper. Cooper Rush as their quarterback? Yeah. Are they better? A lot of solid whites in the league named Cooper. Uh, (laughs) I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know. Maybe they are. I feel like he's more conservative and kind of sticks more to the game plan, whereas Dak kind of maybe creates more and... They're fucking three one right now. Yeah. Takes more chances, risks it more. Yeah, I mean they have like su- a lot of superstars on their team. And if you get them the ball, they'll they'll produce. So it's very interesting to see. And like another thing is, like Russell Wilson is Dak really that good? Has he ever proven? I've never been super impressed with Dak. Never ever, right? He's a freak athlete and he's good. Yes, he's good, <clears throat> but he hasn't. He's never. Proven that he is like a big winner. No, nope. Last two years, he's had the big injuries that he's dealt with, right? And then the previous years, the Cowboys have just been awful. Have they won a playoff game? Has no. he won a playoff game? They've barely ever squeaked in, right? They would get in with like eight and eight records. So I don't know. I my my thing is I don't know if Dak Prescott is like, you know, a top five quarterback. I don't think he is. I don't think he has been yet. No. So it's interesting to see. Okay, next question. Are the New York Giants legit? No. Daniel Jones is a plug. They're three and one. Yeah, Saquon Barkley's fucking killing it right now, but I don't think so. I'd like to see their strength of schedule. Uh, they beat the Titans, the Panthers, 
who are terrible. Yeah. They tennis. lost to the Cowboys, who are not that good. And then they beat the Bears, who are bad. Yeah, there you go. <clears throat> and they play the Packers this week, so that'll be interesting. I think they, they lose to the Packers. Their next few weeks are Packers, Ravens, Jaguars. Yeah. And then so, the Seahawks. <laughs> so ask me in three weeks. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Um, who wins the NFC North, Minnesota or Green Bay? That is a good one. Right now, my money is on Minnesota, but Boom. I, think, I think Green Bay has a little bit better defense, but it just depends if their rookie receivers can figure it out because once his face is too good to not be able to throw to anyone, you know? How many years in a row has Aaron Rodgers won that division? Was it eight? Seven, I don't know, seven? I don't know. I think at least. At least, right? It's always been the Packers coming out It might be nine or ten. I wouldn't be surprised. That would not surprise me at all. The... Tom Brady is so fucking lucky again. He's got a <laughs> shit division, man. Yes. The Saints are trash. The Panthers are awful. Maybe the worst team in the awful. league. Awful. The Falcons are not good. And then the Bucks are two and two. <clears throat> Who wins the NFC West? Oh. Rams, Cardinals, Seahawks, Niners. Um, I think the 49ers uh, win. You know, I think, yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me at all because the Rams don't look anything special right now. The Rams, I know their defense has gone downhill from last year, and I don't, they haven't added anything really on offense. I think similar to Dallas, I think the 49ers are a better football team with Garoppolo yeah. than they were with Trey Lance this yeah. year. Maybe in two or three years from now, that's a different story. But this year, I think uh, they're better with Garoppolo. 100%. Because their defense is still a top three defense in the league. Their defense is probably better than the Rams right now. Yep. And if you have that, man, like you said, right, you always have a chance to win games. If your quarterback can make a few passes, whatever, you're good to go. You got Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, man. They still have George Kittle still playing, right? They're a good team, man. It's up to Garoppolo if you can get him a ball. AFC. Yes. Do the Bengals come back and win their division? Their division is the Browns, Ravens, uh, Bengals, Steelers. I think the Bengals and the Ravens are going to be clear one and two. I think the Ravens win the division. And I think the Bengals are pretty close behind. I just, I don't know. Their O-line still kind of sucks. And that's so big to give, you know, their their entire game plan relies around throwing 54 passes a game and hitting one of their top three receivers. The Ravens are two and two. And I... I think this might be their best team they've put forth in the last five years. But their schedule has been crazy too, right? They've had probably... They lost a game they should not have lost that last week against the Bills. They should have right. beat the Bills. Right, right. Still... <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So they should be 3-1 and one and have a win against the Bills on their schedule. So mm -hmm. if that was correct <clears throat> and, you know, Lamar threw a couple picks, it was kind of a rough, weird yeah. game. yeah. If they win that game, we're probably talking about them as the number one team in the league right now. I agree. It happens so quick. The yep. Browns, the Browns suck and Steelers suck. Totally. So I think Ravens are are two and two, but they're much better than that. And yep. I think I think they win that division. I think the so. The Bengals too. just have looked so all over the map right now. Yeah, I agree. Do you think I'm gonna give you three or four teams and you're going to tell me who 
who has the most likelihood of making the playoffs? Yeah. All these teams are two and two. Yeah. Denver Broncos, yeah. LA Chargers, Tennessee That's Titans. Good. That's so good. Cincinnati Bengals. There's four teams. So Broncos, Chargers, <laughs> Titans, Bengals. I'll take the Titans out. So you, okay, so you're you saying they don't make the playoffs. They don't make the playoffs. Okay. I don't think I don't think Tannehill figures it out with his receivers and it's just too much for Derrick Henry to carry. I don't team. think he's good enough. I don't think he's good enough either. And they had Adrian Brown last year that kind of, you know, such a good receiver and just makes the quarterback look so good. But now you really see Chargers. Chargers are a weird team. Herbert's injured with his whole rib thing. Austin Eckler has been struggling, but now he finally had a good week. I mean, they're supposed to be a good team. Keenan Allen's injured. Are they? Yeah. Is is Herbert not playing very well? Is he injured? He's injured. He broke his rib or whatever it was. So is he out? Uh, I think he's been playing through it, but it's been kind of ugly. Like you can tell he's hurting. I just, I know he's not at 100%. That whole team is not at 100%. And I think once they are, it'll be a different team. But it depends if they can get there. Their number one right receiver's <clears throat> out. Yeah, dude. Do you think they get there? No. Not this year. So you think Chargers don't make the playoffs? No. Whoa. <clears throat> okay, so Broncos missed the playoffs? Oh, fuck, man. Honestly, I want them to so bad. I want the Raiders and the Chiefs to make it. <laughs> fuck the Chargers and the Broncos. It's still so early in the season. It's so hard to tell. But I'm going for the Raiders and Chiefs to get out of that division. Raiders. Raiders, man. I want them to pick it up. I feel like they're due for a solid season. They've been in like a letdown for so long. They've switched city, cities. They got Devonta Adams this year. I want to see something. Really? Man. I'm, being, I'm being very hopeful. I don't know. <laughs> that's not even a team I mentioned. Interesting. Let's look at their schedule because this... They've not looked good. No. In the first few weeks. So this coming week, they play against the Chiefs in KC. They have, they have. So they're going to be one and four. They have to have a strong, the hardest schedule. In they're going to be one and four. Yeah. And then they have a bit of uh, weaker games. Then they play Houston, New Orleans, yeah. Jacksonville, Indy, Denver, Seattle. So they could be one and four, but then they also could be five and four. Five and four, right? And they're back right in the mix. Honestly, and I don't know what to expect from the Broncos. Their offense has been so ugly. I don't know if they Russell Wilson figures it What's out. What's going on? I don't know. Why are they so bad? It's it's the same thing that we saw in Seattle. They were one last of the best year. receivers in the league. Jerry Judy and fucking what's his face? The yeah. other guy. Judy's not even the best guy. The other guy. They have weapons. Yeah. What's the other guy's name? Uh you know what I'm talking about? I know. One of the guys on, on the broadcast this week said he was the best He was the best receiver in the league, and I don't know if I agree with that, but maybe he's top five. On the Broncos? Cortland Sutton? Yeah, Sutton. Someone said he's the best receiver in the league? Yeah. That guy should lose his fucking job right now. He's not? No, dude. Cortland Sutton? No. He's young, right? Yeah. Like two or three years in? I think so. He's like so 25, maybe. 26. Yeah. Yeah, he might be younger than Metcalf, actually. I Is he the draft class after Metcalf, maybe? Cortland Sutton to be one of the best. I've never heard that in my life. He was a 2018 draft. 18. So isn't that a year? Is that the same? 
the same or the year before? Maybe yeah. the year before. Maybe Metcalf was 2019. Yeah. <clears throat> That's crazy statement. Yeah. <laughs> I don't agree with that at all. He hasn't done anything. Well, maybe it's their quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's their line in their quarterback. They've only put up 20 points one game. One game. Yeah. That's not good. No. Kittle? Yep. TD? Nice. Got both feet in. I really love seeing the Seahawks win, but I also really love seeing the Rams lose. Isn't this so good? I hate the Rams. Fuck the Rams. So you will, or so you like San Francisco more than the Rams? I think it depends on the year. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh he's he not going to get it, in. eh? No, TD. He kind of bottled it, too. No. Doesn't count. Easy. I'm surprised the ref misses, missed that one. They're usually pretty good at that. Like, that's pretty obvious. That's really obvious. Yeah, I keep thinking, like, uh, last time when Mike Bell was on, and he, like, kind of broke down tight ends and how important the position really is. And it's, like, changed the way I look at them completely now. Because a blocking tight end who can catch is just a monster for your team. Absolute monster. And you can do so many things with them. They're all time, though. Because there are very few that are good at both. Yeah, very, very few. You either get a freak athlete who can catch and just isn't good at blocking, or you get the opposite, right? But it opens up the game so much. It was good to see Noah Fant get a touchdown. He only had one target this game, which is not good, but... It's... I don't know if defenses are accounting more for Noah Fant, but it's interesting to see that Disley has outperformed him this to start the year. Yeah, I... I'd like to see the target, like, share. Like, how many targets does he has had versus Noah Fant? I think Disley's had way more. Way more. I think so. I think he's just more comfortable in the whole Seattle Seahawks system, and he's been there for longer. I feel like they play equal amount of time, though. Yeah? Hmm. I mean, Noah Fant sucks. He looks good, though. When, I haven't seen him drop one pass. Yeah. Anytime it's thrown in his direction, he makes a play. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have nothing bad to say about that guy. I got a lot of bad to say about Kobe Bryant, but I got nothing bad to say about Noah Fant. Yeah, well, Disley, four receptions, and Noah Fant just one. This week, he only had one, right? Yeah. And Disley had another touchdown this week. Yeah. Yeah, Disley is, like, sneaky good, eh? Remember last year? Yeah. No, I think it was two years ago, too, because before he got he injured. He six touchdowns through yeah. six games, and then he tore his ACL or but something. It was out for the rest of the season. Or, yeah, something about his knee. <clears throat> So, like, the Seahawks have fucking tons of weapons for Geno Smith, man. Like, that's not the issue. It's if we can get him enough time to get the ball off or and stop the other team. <laughs> the offense as a whole is not an issue. Yeah, I agree. The dynamic availability of the quarterback position, I believe, is an issue. I don't think Geno can throw the ball downfield. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's... A, a lot easier for defenses to scheme against us. Yes. And I also think that Waldron and Carroll don't have any confidence in Gina throwing the ball down the field. So everything, every play call is very, very conservative. Mm-hmm. It is, we need to make sure that Gina has two or three outlets yeah. that are within five yards. Yeah. So that if the option one that is like a, you know, slant or uh, a post that's 12 yards down the field if that's not open he has an out or a curl or something that's five yards yeah 
there's very, very few times, if any, this season that I've seen more than one guy going down the field. Uh, and dude, that was like confidence. It's that just... was the advantage of the Seahawks offense last year, right? Is that they had two legitimate deep threats who can win in the air. Like Lockett can just blow by people. Yeah. And DK will outmuscle. Out yeah, 50-50, it's his he was ball. The fastest, strongest kid yeah. on the on the field, right? Yeah, yeah. That's no arguing that. Yeah. But they're the, I haven't seen them throw downfield one time to DK. It's always something back to the middle, right? It's a yeah. slant, it's an in, it's a post. Yeah. He's coming back to the middle. He's not going downfield. Whereas last year he went downfield a lot more. I guess, yeah, like you said, they're just more confident in Russ to get him the ball downfield. Maybe they're just slowly still getting Geno more comfortable, but I'm I'm hoping we'll he see more He only threw one ball over the top this week, though. Only one. One. And he overthrew Lockett, who was open. Hmm. I don't know. One. Why? I mean, they scored 48 points, so it's hard <laughs> yeah, to just... like, super complain, but play a <laughs> shitty defense. It's like playing a bunch of like high school kids, so. Yes. But that's strange to me. I, I didn't really understand that. Why one time? They're, they're playing a shitty defense. This is the week to explore the plays, right? No kidding, man. No kidding. Well, <clears throat> I don't know if I got anything else in my NFL. That was good. In the NFL. Richard Sherman, the Broncos are the most unimpressive team in the league. Yep. <laughs> Bills battle back and win a huge game against the Ravens. Commentator says he's as quick as a hiccup. <laughs> oh, I think we talked about this last week, but more NFL is better. I think all fans would agree. More NFL yeah. is better. Yeah. It was so nice this weekend, waking up at 6.30 and having, what the hell is that guy up to? Um, having a game at 6.30, then like I went for a run, had a coffee, and then the Seahawks started at 10. Perfect. That's good. And then there was like, Another group of games that won, and then the game, the Sunday night game was really good. Yeah, dude, let's make it more international, man. Let's have a Mexico game. Let's let's do dude, it. I am I, all for it. I we got another one this week. Yeah, who is it? I hope they keep doing it. Let's see, week uh, five, we have the Packers and Giants. Cool, that could be a good game. That is, I think that was in London. The score. Wasn't there like a game in Mexico City before? I think there's one in Mexico this year. There is, right? Okay. This is in London again next week. Interesting. Week six does not have an early game. Shitty. Seven, no. Eight. Week eight has it. Uh, Denver and Jacksonville. Cool. Nine, no. Ten, no. Oh, yeah, ten. Ten is uh, the Seahawks and the Bucks. They're playing in Germany. Really? Oh, let's go. Yeah, because like we said, we were talking about last week, like it's just 10 o'clock. There's just too many games. There's too many teams that you want to see, right? It's especially when the Seahawks play at 10. Yeah. It's, it's over. You're not watching anybody else. The Bills-Ravens game was this week. I would love to watch some more time there. Or even like we mentioned also like staggering the game. So at least you get a half, right? And you can kind of flip back and forth a little bit more. Anything would be better. They can start the afternoon games at two. The NFL needs to call me. Yeah. And Denny, we heard the podcast. Like we can discuss a better, better option. 
Starting games at earlier than 10, I understand, is challenging. Maybe 9 a.m. Because the East Coast game starting at noon. So, yeah, 9 is 12. Yeah, that's noon. Space them out. I think spacing it out was a big, big thing. More 1 o'clock games and more... More, more 2 o'clock games. So, you 1 and 2? Yeah, because then the morning can get spaced it's out, ending, right? And then, yeah. There's a 9 o'clock... There's two 9 o'clock games. Then there's two 10 o'clock games. Then there's two, like, 11.30 games that finish at 2, 2.30. And then there's three or four games that finish or that start at two. Because mm. the Sunday night game doesn't start till five thirty. Yeah, there's a weird gap. And the afternoon games end at like four fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Right. So if they started at two, they'd end at five fifteen, and then boom, Sunday night game. <laughs> Denny for Kamish. What's his name? Goodell. Goodell. Roger. Goodell, you can hit me up on Instagram, Denny Duma, Seahawks Social. I feel like there's a lot of opportunity here that we're missing out on. Advertising dollars. More people see the games, more advertising dollars you're going to get towards those games. Yes. Buddy. All right. Week five prediction, Carl. The Seahawks are two and two. Miraculously, they are two and two. So crazy. We play in New Orleans. We are currently, sorry, we're currently uh, plus five and a half. Okay. Interesting. It's your call. You get to pick with the spread or with no spread. Uh, no spread. I don't know. Five and a half? For me, it's tough because I guess, like we said, the defense is better this week. So it honestly depends what offense shows up. And then what are they going to do to our defense? Who knows? Flip a coin. I'm going to say... Ah, oh, fuck. I think Seahawks lose by a touchdown. Lose by seven. Yeah. I think it's a close game for most of the game, and then we kind of fall apart at the end of the third because we like to do that. I'm on the Geno Smith train. Well, let's go. I'm going to say he completes 87.3% of his passes this week. That's a healthy number. And the Seahawks win a barn burner. Thirty-one. Ooh, thirty-one points. Twenty-seven. Nope. One game. Thirty-three, thirty. Thirty-three, thirty. Okay. You heard it here. She got confidence in our offense. I got more confidence in the offense yeah, than the defense. I agree. I sure. mean, thirty points. Yeah, I could see that. Holding them, holding them to thirty. If we could drop thirty-three, we're gonna need a turnover to hold them to thirty. Might need a couple. <laughs> we're gonna need a couple turnovers to hold them. To 30. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the good news is, you know what? I feel like this is a good uh, outlet. I like to tell the Seahawks Pro Shop that they fucked up again. Last year, we ordered two hats. Oh, yeah. 100 bucks on hats. I tried to get one for my friend Carl here. They were not delivered. I could see on the tracking number they were stuck in a warehouse in Texas, which they still are. They must have got buried at the bottom of a bin somewhere. I reached out to Seahawks Pro Shop. You're going to think this is exaggeration. Four to six dozen times. Wow. 
every single time you log on to their uh, tech support where you like chat with a person online, you get a message back saying, we're too busy, please try again later. Kept trying, kept trying. I try like four or five times a day, different times a day. There'll be one night I wake up to take a piss at 5 a.m. I uh, <clears throat> will log on to the thing trying to get my fucking hats back. Yeah. No answer. Finally get a hold of them. I ordered the hats in September. Finally get a hold of them in February last year on messaging online. Mm -hmm. And they say, we're sorry, we can't do anything. It's past 90 days. We only deal with uh, lost items up to 90 days after your order. That's amazing. So they can just ignore you for 90 days. So <laughs> that's great. But I've been trying four times a day for the last three months and nobody has been able to message me. And they say, well, you got to call this number because we can't do anything. And so I call the number and it says, your wait time is like 80 minutes. Yeah, man, <laughs> the worst, eh? So I go back to the online chat and I'm like, yeah, I can't wait two and a half hours online. So like, can you do something else? And they said, okay, well, we can submit a ticket. And I said, well, what does that mean? They say, well, we're going to submit a claim and one of the uh, supervisors are going to call you within the next 48 hours. Nobody calls the next 48 <laughs> hours. <laughs> so then I go back to this online chat. Again, it takes like three or four days to actually get through. Yeah. And then they say, well, sorry, it's it's past 90 days. We can't do anything. <laughs> That's crazy. So every couple of months, I just go back onto the online chat just to chat with people and see if someone will do anything. And yesterday I talked to them again and it's just the same shit. I eventually, I, I just said, I'm not hanging up. <laughs> So I eventually got talking to one of the managers yesterday and I was like, dude, how is this? I don't even, I don't give a fuck about the hats. This is what I said. I was like, I don't give a shit about the hats. It was 95 bucks. Whoop-de-doo. It's down the drain. I get it. <laughs> but how the fuck is this a policy? This is outrageous. That's crazy. I ordered two hats. They didn't get delivered. You got my 95 bucks. Like yeah. something needs to change here. He's like, I'm really sorry that we just can't do anything. It's past 90 days. Can't I was like, I understand, reason. but you got it. Like, and I said to them, I was like, when do you have staff meetings? <laughs> I was like, okay, hey, your next staff meeting, you got to bring this up because this is outrageous. Like how many people are just getting hosed down the asshole by this <laughs> bullshit policy? 90 days? It takes two or three, two, two and a half months for them to actually send the hats. Mm. So by the time someone figures out, oh, they're late, you only have six days to get in contact with customer service. <laughs> and then your system is always busy. And they send you this automatic signal that just says, oh, call back or try again later. We're too busy. We don't have enough people to... It's just bullshit. That's, yeah. That's unacceptable. So our hats are getting gone? <laughs> According to my phone call yesterday, there's not a goddamn chance in hell we get hats. Really? No, literally no chance. And they're not giving you a refund? Nope. Man, oh man. Isn't that Shocking. Shocking. You can't, and there's not just nothing else you can Shocking. <laughs> I would click on that stupid tracking number every day when I woke up. Yeah. And every day it just says Texas. Like in a, it says something about like warehouse Texas, meaning like it's on the route, but it got lost somewhere. Someone dropped it off a truck. It never got checked in. It's at the bottom of a bin somewhere. Right. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Well, so what? Are we going to go to Texas and go through this warehouse? No, I think we're going to like, <laughs> 
I've asked so many different people for like an email. Yeah. Can I just talk to somebody else? I'm not going to get upset at them. I don't really care about the $100. It is what it is. But just the principle of this is hilarious. Crazy. The fact that you have a policy that says we... If it's past 90 days, we do not give a fuck. Yeah, they just don't have to deal with you. They don't have to help you. You're not even a customer after 90 days, essentially. What the hell? Crazy. So fuck the CX Pro Shop. If you're going to order shit, don't get it from there. Because you probably won't get your merchandise. So far, I'm 0 for 1. They're batting zero. (laughs) 